0: Hello, I hope this day finds you happy, healthy, and in good spirits. This is your friendly neighborhood navigator with an unsolicited story from this perception. Just a disclaimer before we begin this is my own view, so if any of the words offend or insult, my apologies. It is truly not the intention. You are invited to join we for a journey through a different perspective. Thank you for arriving. From the time I was old enough to go to school and socialize on my own, quickly I recognized that people tend to segregate themselves. From the earliest interactions, it seems we are searching for our people the ones we connect with those who have similar interests or ideas those whom we admire for some reason as we mature maybe personality or behavior might be some factors why we gravitate to certain groups of people but then this thing happens somewhere along the line where Those who we claim are our people are the only ones we interact with or talk to. We seem to shift somewhere and pay no mind to the person who was once our friend because now they're different or we are different. We don't even acknowledge that person we used to call friend for whatever reason. I wonder what stories we tell ourselves about why that person is no longer worthy of our time or attention. Isn't every person worthy of a daily greeting, some eye contact, or a smile? Is it because that person may not be accepted by your current friends? Is it Because that person has their own thoughts or ideas that just don't jive with yours anymore. Maybe they don't wear Armani or carry a bag made by Louis. Maybe there's been a misunderstanding within your relationship. Do they live too far away? Could it be their culture is different and they think just a bit too far outside of the box and it feels uncomfortable? Do they smell bad? Do they have poor hygiene? Only you know the answer. I've posed this line of thinking before and there are those who say, well, I am friends with everyone. And that might be true of a few, but those who have a need to voice that out loud makes me curious if they're trying to convince others or convince themselves. Frankly, this is woven deep into our white American culture. We carry judgment, all of us. Unless you are Jesus himself in the flesh, even the followers of Jesus carry judgment. We like to think that once we are adults, this no longer exists. That once we are mature, we've learned the skills to find tolerance and acceptance of all people in all the possible combinations of ways they can show up in our life. Especially those who are in spiritual communities and consider themselves awakened or Lightworkers, or wayshowers, or star seeds—whatever label you want to give that—but really, are we tolerant of Mickey Mouse? Are we tolerant of Barney the Purple Dinosaur? Are we tolerant of the Kardashians, Oprah, Ellen, Biden, or Trump? Are we tolerant of the police? Do we have compassion for black, white, yellow, or red people and their culture? Are we kind to our own neighbor? Do we hold compassion for our co-workers or our boss? How about the opposing football team or anyone with a different religion or ideology from our own? Do we choose understanding with our own family? No, the answer is no. We think so, but we do not choose kindness, compassion, or tolerance every day. Recently, attending a gathering of awakened brothers and sisters revealed to this person how we still use the parameters of our old conditioning in how we are selling ourselves and our awokeness it manipulates us into believing that the most popular are the most worthy those with the most followers must hold the best morsels of truth the Kardashians of spirituality if you will we get what we pay for kind of thinking these days you can buy your certification online in six weeks use the right buzzwords then hang your sign and start seeing people to counsel or bring them to the light my friend calls this hanging the sign before you do the real work (laughs) honestly The best teacher I've had the honor of learning from has never really answered my questions. Only points a direction, but doesn't show me what to see. This teacher tells a story about being a speaker at the Parliament of World Religions in Toronto, Canada, a few years ago. When it was his turn to address the audience, he spoke of something along these lines. If within these walls holds the answers to all of life's problems and we have all of the spiritual leaders of the world here right now, it should be free to get in here. It costs $80 to come through the door. How many of these spiritual leaders that are speaking here today have sat for even a moment with the many homeless that line the streets here? You see, as he sat with those homeless in Toronto, Canada, he watched many of those main stage speakers, all those headliners walk right past him as if he too was one of the homeless. All of those religious leaders did not have time to counsel the homeless or the sick. They had to be at the main stage so they could be seen and heard, heard by only those who could conjure $80 that day. Those who line the streets outside, the broken or the destitute or whatever label you want to give that, they were not worthy of the message We do this still. We do this everywhere. But it's all right. It's not frowned upon because, after all, they are the leaders of spirituality. The way they move on this earth must be correct because they are holy or they have a fancy title, appointed by man, not by spirit. The truth is, most of us do the same thing, holy or not, It's woven into the fabric of who we are. It's a conditioning. While attending that gathering of awakened people named earlier, I was asked to sit on the speaker's panel as we were there to share the star teachings with that same teacher that spoke at the Parliament of World Religions and his wife, who is another teacher in community. As we sat there waiting for the introduction, people started to take their seats. My teacher and his wife were sure to sit in the front row to watch and listen as the student takes flight. The person who was sitting beside me happened to be a headline speaker at this event and was acquainted with that teacher and his work he leaned over and whispered to me, you know, he should be up here speaking today instead of you, pointing out my teacher. Huh, why? Because he is of Mi'kmaq descent? Because we believe in the drums and the feather? Why that expectation? Because we watched it on TV? That is our perception. Isn't it funny how we have the guru worship? We look to another for the magic pill or for someone else to quench our questions with answers. FYI, we are all vital. Each of us has a piece that is crucial to creating what we say we want in this world, even little old me. Interesting that I may have been the only one on that panel willing to admit that I know nothing, while everyone else was spilling their autopilot verbiage, complete with all the buzzwords that are accepted in Kardashian spirituality, which was all met with thunderous applause. Please, Don't get me wrong. I do not point this out to insult anyone or make any single person seem better than another because that is not true. What I'm saying is each of us is worthy. Each of us has a role that is important. Each of us is a student and a teacher. I would have gladly traded places with someone else to be on that speaker's panel especially the one who taught me, or we, as I'm fully aware how his language is different and it moves people in a different way. His opportunity to teach was later that day. There was a pretty good turnout initially, however, not one of the people who tried to ask him questions during the weekend took the time to come hear him teach or ask their questions in the appropriate time and place so that we could be part of that unfolding. It's interesting how each of us wants to be quenched with answers to our questions when it is convenient for us. We do not want to go out of our way. But then once we receive an answer that feels suitable, the quest stops We formed our circle to hear the Blue Star teachings being delivered by an elder, which is a rare opportunity. As more approached, we made our circle bigger to welcome them. After everyone had opportunity to speak their name into our circle, it was time for the ancient elder to speak. Sometimes his words make people uncomfortable, because it makes folks question everything they think they know. That was obviously happening because some were getting fidgety in their seats. Some blatantly got up and left our sacred circle. So the headline act was immediately following our circle, so towards the end, people started to gravitate towards that venue. Many left the circle. In the middle of an elder delivering a message, they got up to find a good seat for the UFO show. I thought we were supposed to be in a group of enlightened individuals. Where's the kindness, compassion, respect, or the tolerance from all those spiritually awakened people? As the circle became sparse, People started to walk right through the center of our circle on the way to the show, blissfully unaware of what was happening, talking loudly and mindlessly, laughing with their friends. While we tried to continue to listen to the message through the chaos, just like the Pied Piper, all of the children following the crowd to the show. What are we buying or buying into? Can we really buy the stairway to heaven? The more studying, the more I realize the real morsels of truth and deep understanding cannot be bought or sold. Oh, there is an exchange. Nothing is free. But spirit works differently, and the currency is not what you think or have been conditioned to believe. If we keep following the Pied Piper, we are going to miss the breadcrumbs laid out before our eyes. Every person has a piece, or maybe you have a piece for them. That person you would not ordinarily talk to, strike a conversation with them. That voice in your head that says, take a different route, listen to that guaranteed that you will find a juicy nugget of truth or laughter or kindness in a simple exchange that we may have been avoiding or would never have experienced at all. This person has found more meaningful conversation and breadcrumbs to follow by not hanging out with the cool kids, but by seeking out those who keep themselves isolated because they seem to possess the juiciest pieces. Those who keep themselves mostly hidden from the mainstream have not been tainted by the Kardashian spirituality. Those who do not feed their ego with likes on a machine or thunderous applause. Those who move in a way to be of service authentically and not for the attention it brings or the money they can generate those who share what they know in a humble and kind way, those who do not use celebrity to bring attention to themselves. These are truly the gems in our world, yet we call them names and judge them because they are not like everyone else. They move differently or do not have any man-made titles or certification. Surely, most of them are already aware that they are of infinite light and wisdom and do not need outside approval. Where we put our attention is important. We must move towards what we say we want instead of what we are against. If we are against the old paradigm and most things associated with that, it's time to change the mindset or the framework that holds that together and move towards what we say we want. So I ask you, how far in our spiritual evolution have we really traveled? All those religions out there that call for kindness, yet nobody practices it until Christmas. So that religious structure has not really worked up to now. It's created wars and destruction all over the world in the name of God, another platform that keeps us separated and divided. The New Age spirituality has really not gotten us much farther. If we keep selling the fluff and think holding hands and singing Kumbaya by the fire is going to bring forward what we say we want in this world. If we want something different, it means doing something different. Perhaps what we say we want is different from our true desires. Maybe we love our thunderous applause and the likes on the machine. Some do love the money and the attention. That is certainly obvious. That's our conditioning. However, this gives focus to the "me" instead of the "we." The answer to shifting our focus is ancient, not new age. I trudge through all of this because this is the point my teacher was trying to make in the circle at that gathering. This is what was making people uncomfortable and wanting to leave. This is what people did not want to hear. We cannot buy the stairway to heaven. Spirit's currency is different. The understanding is ancient. Star Teachings is not the way, but it is a way to connect us to the earth, the stars, and to each other. Let's change the way we look at things so the things we look at can change it's time to build the ark the instructions are not on youtube they're hidden in our coded dna that door has been unlocked will you step into vulnerability and walk through the door to unlock the codes we are doing this together it's already happening The Star Teachings Community of Kindness is beginning to remember that those whom our society has judged or excluded for whatever reason might just be the ones we need to be listening to. The Ark is for everyone, with ears to hear, with eyes to see and a mind ready for understanding. However, this journey is not for the faint of heart. We must be willing to really let go completely of what we think we know, everything. The arc is built by each of us becoming unraveled so we can come together in the frequency of authentic kindness to weave something beautiful together, a magnificent blanket of light.